Let's talk about debt, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about debt. Well, I am so excited uh, for this episode. I've actually been thinking about, about this particular episode since the day we launched. And I'm so honored that my daughter, Sable, has decided to come on today. I wanted to share her with the world and share the things that I know about her, um, but I also am going to ask some questions too. I don't even know what her answers will be to share with everyone what it was like to grow up in a household with two parents who were you know, serial entrepreneurs and who had a rocky you know, spout with bankruptcy, we lost everything, and what, what that effect was for you. Um, but I'm actually more excited. Sorry, Sable. I'm actually more <laughs> excited to have Ruby on the show today. <laughs> she is going to be one tomorrow, which I cannot believe she's already one. Is that hard for I you know. to believe? Yeah, it was like the fastest and slowest year of my life at the same time. Are you saying hi to everybody? Yeah. Hey, hi. Well, I can tell you that she's been such a gift, I know, to all For of us. Sure. And I can't even imagine life <laughs> without Ruby uh, in the world. So I'm excited to celebrate her tomorrow and this weekend. But I want to talk with you a little bit. And first, I want to just chat on what, what was it like growing up? For you, as the oldest of five, Sable is, there's a six-year difference between Sable and Kylie. Mm-hmm. And so what was that like being the oldest? Yeah, I think my personality is perfect to be the oldest. I yeah. loved it. I loved like leading the pack, so to speak. Um, I loved getting the front row seat to see my siblings grow up too mm-hmm. um, and see you guys as parents and really be old enough to witness that and yeah. gain a lot from it. Um, but I, I also just loved kind of like being that far away from Kylie and age, just cause I kind of feel like I could have my own stuff and yeah. do my own thing. Um, right. but as far as the serial entrepreneurs bit goes, yeah. like my friends, all my friends always knew that my parents were like bosses, like always worked and just always were doing something, innovating mm-hmm. something, leading some group of people. Um, and I feel like my friends always just looked to me whenever they wanted advice on business because mm-hmm. they knew I could lead them to you. Got it. Well, I can remember, <laughs> I know you went to St. Stephen's and that was, um, such a great school and such a, a great environment I felt for you at the time. And mm-hmm. you thrived there. I mean, yeah. you were, became part of the mock trial team. You were the top attorney in the state of Florida. I mean, you were like, me on steroids, literally, like you were guns blazing. I couldn't even believe it the first time I walked into a courtroom and saw you function um, on mock trial, just how great you did. And so I know it's something that you've always been passionate about. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about possibly going back and pursuing that? Is that even still in your wheelhouse? Like what did you learn during that season? Yeah, I loved having a mentor who could really like coach me in that area and really bring out my skill set that I didn't even know I had before going to St. Stephen's truly. Yeah. Um, And it was so fun. It was like my sport. I would tell people like when people ask me what sport I play, I did play sports, but like that was my sport because there were practices, and there were competitions and it was just so much fun. Yeah. Um, I, I poured a lot of my, my heart and soul into it and it reaped benefits for me because I won competitions and I was able to be team captain and 
it taught me um, a lot about just perseverance and um, attention to detail Mm -hmm. for sure. And then shortly after, you went away to Furman. Yep. Such a great school. Great school. Beautiful. And I think at the time you were dating Jordan, so... Long distance was tough, which was ultimately one of the reasons why I decided to just finish off one year there and transfer back to a school locally. So I did graduate from University of Tampa, and I actually explored the idea of creating a mock trial team Mm. at that school because they don't actually have one. Most colleges do at the collegiate level, but, um, but they didn't, so... Um, I just decided I wasn't going to pursue that, that I was instead just going to focus on my communications degree. Um, and I had a minor in law justice and advocacy because mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I still had some education available to me in case I did want to decide to go back to law school. But um, law school definitely was on my radar. I got married when I was 20. I was a sophomore so in college. Young, but so young. Yeah. Looking back, I don't know how you and dad let me do it, but I know <laughs> that if it was anybody but Jordan, you wouldn't have. Well, we talk about that all the time. And I think that for the two of us, you know, looking back on, we didn't get married till we were 28. And so I always say, you know, there's something to be said about when you know at an early age who you're, who God has for you and who your soulmate is, because mm-hmm. I know both he and I carried a lot of baggage into our relationship, you know, from previous relationships and things that had happened that, you know what, what a blessing that you and Jordan met at such a young age and got married Mm -hmm. at 20. And you both are so mature anyways. And to see what you've accomplished in five years. And of course, Ruby is your greatest accomplishment. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And that's what I was going to say. I mean, it's after we found out we were pregnant with Ruby, it kind of answered my question for me, whether or not I was going to actually go to law school. But the good news is, is there's, you can never say never on it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's always time to go back. And I, even in college, I would look at law schools that that I was interested in going to, and I would see what their classes looked like. And there were people in, there were people in some classes. (laughs) She's got a lot that she'd like to say as well. She does have a lot to say. There were people in some classes who were well into their 50s. That's so, right. you know, just goes It's never to too late. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw, I went back to college. I just graduated in 2022. Right. Same yeah. Way. Yeah. So, you And know, that was huge inspiration in and of itself to me that just gave me confidence that if I did decide I ever wanted to go back to school, yeah. that I could totally do it based on all that you juggled and finishing school mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. Yeah. And that's one thing you've always taught me. Um, so let's talk about fashion because like myself, you love fashion, but we're actually actually very different style Mm -hmm. wise. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your personal style and has it changed since you've had a baby? Like, do you still love it as much as you used to? Oh yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, style is about putting something on your body that makes you feel good. Yeah. And so that should never, ever leave your space Mm -hmm. after you have a kid. It never left mine. Mm -hmm. So, um, my personal style is and will be for the unforeseeable future. Very like Parisian and polished. Um, You know, I love stripes. I'm not afraid of color necessarily. Like love a good pop of red, which is perfect for this year because that's what's really trending right now. Um, And just pretty classic overall though too. Like classic textures, leather, denim, cotton, you know, nothing too fussy. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to maintain that well into motherhood too. It just was a little rocky at the beginning. I think just navigating like, okay, what can I wear that's practical for me? Because being practical was never something I had to prioritize before I could just kind of like get dressed, throw on what I wanted to wear and walk out the door. Right. But now, of course, you have to to think about practicality. Yep. And you've done it well. I mean, for most, you 
literally popped back within days. We didn't even realize you had a baby. Oh, well, yes, that's another thing you've taught me too, is just <laughs> taking care of yourself and taking care of your body. And, you know, clothes are one piece of the puzzle, mm-hmm. but um, what's underneath the clothes is another piece that's of right. the puzzle. And so uh, I just wanted to make sure that at the end of the day, I felt good. And yeah. after having Ruby, I could definitely give claps to a good workout regimen while I was pregnant mm-hmm. that left me feeling good after having her as well. It's such a big deal to work out when you're pregnant. Yeah. I think a lot of women just kind of push it to the wayside, but I'll tell you, it makes it so much easier. Your body pops back faster. Mm-hmm. You know, I had five children and I can tell you that I I literally, I mean, almost at 50, it's as if I had no kids. I know. And it's hard for me to believe sometimes, but you're, you are what gives me hope that, you know, it's, you can have, you know, as many kids and yeah. I'm not that I'm wanting to have five How personally, many do you but, want to have? you know, Jordan and I, after having one, cause the answer to that question is always different before you have a baby, but after you have a baby, it's a little bit more mm, educated. Yeah. Um, and so we've talked and really we, it would be hard if we had a boy next to, yeah. to have a third, mm-hmm. but I think knowing how cute our babies can be. That's kind of what makes us wanting to have at most four, at most four. Well, uh, you guys can have as many as you want because I will hold, I will take them and take care of them. You're a good but Gigi. Ruby is something else. She is one special little girl. Aren't you, Ruby? She says yes. <laughs> so for most people who are listening to the podcast, you know, they are have found life after death because they can't imagine what it would be like to go through a horrible situation of being in debt and then come out on the other side. And you're actually a product, a child who you were with us um, Mm -hmm. when we were mortgage brokers and we lost everything and filed bankruptcy. And then living through that bankruptcy and like losing everything and rebuilding it like you were at an age where you witnessed all of that. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to those listeners who are in this financial situation and how does it affect the kids, so to speak? You know, what can they do or what what did you see mm-hmm. that looking back on now, you're like, man, I'm so glad my parents did it this way or they could have done this a little better, which we could have done a lot better, obviously. But what would you say to those people? Yeah, well, first of all, no parent is perfect. Now stepping into motherhood, like no parent is perfect. Um, but that's why you need Jesus. Um, but I felt like, you know, it might sound crazy, but growing up, I never really felt the punch of um, be you guys, you know, falling into debt, our family falling into debt. I, I never experienced any sort of like trauma around that, so to speak, mm. because I think that you guys did such a good job at shielding us from it. Mm-hmm. I saw though the hustle that you guys had to quickly get out of it. And so it was a really quick turnover and that does not that's not any short of a lot of effort. That definitely took a lot of effort on your part. And just keeping composure, yeah. I think, and never never the sky is falling kind of mm-hmm. mentality, which I think goes hand in hand with the faith that you guys always had in God and that he would carry you guys out of that, which he did. Um, and so it was just a combination of those things that looking back, it just leaves me feeling like I gained a lot of wisdom from it. Wisdom in that, you know, the sky is not falling. It's not mm-hmm. a disaster. You should have faith, mm-hmm. persevere, mm-hmm. Um, and don't just sit back though, right? And just watch it all unfold and hope for the best. You've actually got to put in the work to get out of it too. Yeah. And I know you and Jordan are both hard workers and you both have such vision and you have dreams of where you want to go. And he's currently in ministry. Is that right? Yeah. So he's been in ministry since we got married. He called me right before we got married and told me that he felt like God was calling him to ministry. And what was that like for you? Because I know for you, um, 
you know, being financially set and marrying someone to where you felt like could give you the life that you dreamed was such a big deal. Mm -hmm. Well, it's so funny because it literally didn't even cross my mind. Like money didn't even cross my mind. That's awesome. And I think that, you know, just because I was marrying Jordan, like it had nothing to do with money in the first place. So why would it have anything to do with money then? It's great. And Ruby's really happy that it didn't have anything (laughs) to do with that because no, ministry is not the most lucrative career. Um, Not in the figurative sense. In the sense of, you know, soul and mind and body, like that's the richest yep. career you could have. Yep. So well, and when dad and I met, we had nothing, you know, and yeah. I think what's so great is, is you don't marry somebody for the money. What you do is you obviously, you want to marry someone that God has set aside for you. But more importantly, when you are in the right relationship, what you're capable of doing together. Totally. And so I just, when he called me, told me, I feel like I'm called to ministry um, what do you think? I was like, well, I think I'm going to be a hundred percent in support of you personally. Mm-hmm. I don't feel called to ministry, mm-hmm. but I'm your wife and yeah. we're a team. So mm-hmm. if you're, if you feel called to ministry, then we're called to ministry as a couple. But ultimately I think that you can evangelize from whatever career path you decide to take. So I was super excited just to, to do that in the career path that I was choosing for myself. Yeah. More surface area, I I say. Like, you know, why have all the Christians in the four walls of the church? They need to be spread out Mm -hmm. throughout different career paths. That's right. And I think ministry is not done necessarily all within the walls of a church. I think, you know, ministry, and we've kind of done that with Jackie. When you came on and we created Jackie and, you know, we did more ministry here than anything, it feels like. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, totally. But when Jordan, you know, told me I'm interested in ministry, I was like, you know, we're in this together, you know, that doesn't scare me away or anything. It definitely does help that he himself is a super budget savvy. Yeah. You know, he loves to look at what's realistic, you know, but also he's a dreamer. So he's got, you know, big dreams for Mm -hmm. our finances. And, you know, he's really big on memories and experiences, trips, which I feel like you and dad always were big proponents of too Mm -hmm. growing up. Like, You know, that over quality over quantity of little knickknacks and things. Like yes. it really was about the big, the big fun stuff. So it's been nice that he is that for us because I definitely don't feel like I personally am, you know, abide by a budget every day in my life kind of person. Yeah. I mean, I can remember, I don't know if you'll remember, but Amy and I laugh at this all the time when you first went over to the Bazette's house and Amy and Randy were like, well, what do you think people make when they first get out of college? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what your answer was? It was something so far-fetched, so far-fetched. But like, did you really think that's Was what it like $300,000, yeah, I like, think I said? That's what you think people make when they first get out of college. Like that's how out of, out of <laughs> touch with reality yeah. that you were. But I also I also want to speak to that because I actually think there's something really cool about that because you- Ignorance you ha- is bliss. That's Well, no, <laughs> I don't think that you ever capped what's possible. Like for mm-hmm. you- that was absolutely possible. You knew if you worked There's hard- There's no other option. That you're going to make it happen, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's how your mind thinks. I know I was like that too at your age. I just, there was no limit to what was possible. Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate that you thought big, big, but let me tell you, that was hysterical. And I know that was their first encounter with you too. So. It was one of the first, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I think it goes back to, you know, like- you and dad never really making a big to-do about money. I think that we just were such, in the greatest sense of the word, true beneficiaries of the hard work that you guys really Mm -hmm. put in. 
but you guys let us see it too. Mm -hmm. So I just knew when they asked me that question, I I might've said 300,000, but I just knew like, but there's hard work behind that. That's right. So I was never not going to work hard. Yeah. Yeah. And so for people listening, I think that's what they need to hear is like, you never had a mindset (laughs) as a child. I know when I grew up, I saw my parents and I thought, well, if that's as good as it can get. But I also knew at the age of 15, I was literally, I would go through phone books on the weekend table. I think I've told you this. And I would look what limo companies were out there. I just wanted a limo for one hour. And I have no <laughs> idea to this day why I did that every weekend. But I was so convinced I was going to spend my money in, in being chauffeured around in a limo at the age of 15 and 16. So I always knew the life I wanted to create. And I see a lot of that in you. And I know you Mm -hmm. haven't always had it easy. In fact, most people don't even know your whole story. Like they don't know that when I met Ryan, I was a single mom and had you and Ryan adopted you. I mean, you're so much like Ryan in so many ways. Sometimes it's, it's, I forget Mm -hmm. that it's not your real dad. So what, what does that, what was that like for you going into okay, it was just me and my mom. And then she got married to, you know, who now is your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I didn't, I like looking back again, like I didn't feel like I had a ton of trauma or anything related to that before I turned five, which is when you married dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it's kind of like the rest is history. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it just was a seamless transition into that. And I don't know anything else yeah. kind of thing. Um, and and I have to like give him so much credit. I can't imagine what it would be like to take on a child oh, and the right. way he took you on totally was hands down. I mean, seamless. He, he loved you and still does more yeah. than and so proud of you. So just to think back, it's it's crazy to me mm-hmm. how well it went. Definitely. And I think, you know, I go back, I'm going back to this again. I can't help it, but it's the effort that's put in to those types of things of life and mm-hmm. in life. Other than the money, right? But it's those it's those types of things that are put into what you taught us, our, the rest of the family, the rest of the kids, just about those types of riches of life. Yeah. Because I know this is a debt podcast. We're talking about money physically, right? But um, like I learned at a young age what true riches of life mm-hmm. meant. Church, God, family, mm-hmm. friends, yep. like being kind to people. Mm-hmm. Those, that's like, that's what really matters. That's right. It is what matters. Well, I'm certainly very proud of you. Thanks. You know that. So do you have anything you want to share? Like, let's do uh, maybe like your your top five things you're loving right now, because I know everybody loves, mm-hmm. you do a great job, by the way, on your TikToks, your oh, social thanks. media, like you're a queen. Thank you. So what would you say maybe five things are that you're loving right now that you could share with our listeners they need to check out? Well, I always love a good lip product. Like I'm always looking for the greatest and latest lip product. And so right what is now, it right now? Right now I'm loving YSL's Candy Crush. Mm, me it's too. It's like this nice gloss yep. slash like tinted lipstick type of situation. They have a ton of different shades, but I'm loving the the one that doesn't have a tint. So it's just like a gloss. And it's clear. It's not right. It's not shimmery. No, it's not glittery. Yeah. No. I love it's mine too. It's just nice and glossy. Yeah, I know. It feels so good and it smells like mango. So that's one. And then what else am I loving? Tell the food service for Ruby. Oh I love my that. gosh. Yeah. Um. So this will take the box on like a motherhood favorite, but Little Spoon Ruby and I are both loving. And I say I'm loving it because convenience-wise, right. it's like a game changer. I don't even have to think about like what to make her for dinner. I don't have to make sure that like what Jordan and I are eating is also kid-friendly, you know, because she's, you know, she's sub one year 
She'll be one tomorrow. Tomorrow. But yeah. So she's still she's still pretty young though. So she can't eat everything. So it's like I don't even have to think about it. I go online. I pick her menu for the week. It ships every two weeks. There's smoothies. There's plates. Like there's everything for her snacks. So she's been loving that. I can't so wait to have cute. that going into the new year too. Super fun. Um, and then what else am I loving? I'll plug another motherhood thing. I love the Art of Pop. Like hands uh, down, favorite baby item ever. It's the carrier. Yes. And I've it's used it. It's the one it. where you wear her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've used it since day one. And what's cool about it is like you can maneuver the straps in different directions so that as she grows, you can still wear her up to a certain weight. Yeah. Just differently. And it's like a fashion statement. Oh, it's so cute. Like totally I love cute. going online to look and see what colors and patterns they have. I love the denim one. Love the houndstooth one. I have that one. Um, they're super cute. So let's see what else. Two more things. Um, I'm loving anthropology candles. You yeah. never can go wrong, especially this season. Like I love the balsam fir one. Mm. I've been burning it in my house. Love the nest candle though too, the holiday. We were in New York, from fact, and they literally had that scent in the trees. Wow. In New York City. What That's a crazy. brilliant marketing I tactic. I know. It's you brilliant. pump it through the trees. The people yeah. smell it. Seriously. Fifth Ave. Somebody who best. owns a Christmas tree company needs to do that. Yes. Nest candles. Get them pumping through the trees. Yeah, Nest Candles X, some type of Christmas tree company. Literally, that would be genius. That's that's really smart. So I'm loving just candles. Always love a good candle. What's your favorite brand right now? I'm loving Celine. I love really? a lot of what they're doing right now. Yeah. Um, that was actually gonna be my fifth item is my sunglasses. I just got a pair at the Triomphe. I think it's French. I don't I don't know how to say it, but <laughs> love those sunnies. I've never had an oval pair fit my face so nicely, but I'm just kind of like loving all the colors and stuff that they're doing. They stay pretty neutral, but they have like one of the best browns ever. It is a great brand. Mm -hmm. I too love them. So, you know, going from being with me all the time who really loves high-end fashion, mm -hmm. I know that you've learned a lot though from Amy, your mother-in-law, with shopping too. She does a great job with like finding great things yeah. for a lot less. I get anxiety even just talking about it and hearing <laughs> you guys talk about rummaging through things. But you have, I have noticed you like find some deals. I'm a happy medium. I would say between the two of you guys, like I'm in the middle. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't like to rummage either. It stresses me out. I like the convenience of just having something nicely merchandised that I can shop. Yeah. Like how Jackie is, you know, like everything's merchandised very nicely. All you have to do is show up and just sift through the racks. Right. And I don't even really like to try on. Right. Like, Me neither. So it's I'm getting it and I'm trying it on at home and I'm returning it if it doesn't work out. That's kind of my thing. So Amy, though, there's a lot to be learned with her because she she does. She just has the luck. Like she, I, I say, so people good. have the luck or they don't. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's just... She finds the best things for cheap, and I always get so excited when she tells me, but yeah. then the thought of me actually going and rummaging... Right. Anxiety. Can't do it. it she's taught me that there's gemstones and the rubbish, yep. because she'll find brands you and I both love, right? and she'll find them at Marshall's. Yeah. But she had to dig a little bit for it, but she'll find it. And so, so good. Yeah. There's well, so you are, have certainly been blessed to have amazing in-laws. Oh, my gosh. A great husband. Mm -hmm. I am super proud of you. You know, I, you. I was just on another podcast and I was sharing that, like, for most parents, that you hear them say, oh, I'm so sad to see my kids grow. And you are exactly what I envisioned you to be and more. 
I mean, it blows me away. So I'm just really proud of you. Thank you. And grateful that you decided to come on today. So thank you for that. Thanks for having me. I'm honored honored to be on it. I love listening to all the episodes. It feels like I'm learning. I already know so much about you. Yeah. But I guess there's still some things to be learned too. And so it's been it's been amazing. I feel privileged to be your daughter and have you as my mom out of all the moms Thanks, I could have had. And I, I still learn so much from you. And I'll continue to learn from you too. And I well, hope Ruby will too. Well, Ruby, we've got to teach her to go shopping. <laughs> Right? She's got a pretty good wardrobe currently. Listen, I'm kind of jealous. she's got great style. <laughs> I'm you know, jealous. She's got the golden goose going for her. She loves Uggs. textures. Oh, yeah. She's got a great Sam coat. We got to get you set up now with a handbag, I believe, Ruby. Or maybe a cute little yeah. ball cap. I mean, she's got so much hair. I don't know where it would all go in a, in a hat. Well, thank you so much. Of course. And look forward to having you back on. I know. Me too.